Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. is going on y'all we are back another edition of no bets barred this time ufc sao paulo motion heading back to brazil my man jailton almeida taking on Derek lewis on short notice in the main event excited for this one uh second time in brazil this year rio earlier uh back in january i had a terrible terrible card that time but uh hopefully a nice little brazilian bounce back as they say on this one I mean, first time in Brazil in, what is it, like 10 months, 11 months? Sao Paulo, not back to Rio. I like that. We're mixing it up. Mixing it up a little bit. Just getting a little little tasty. A lot of Brazilians. A lot lot of of the hometown. I mean, you would expect it, but uh, a Brazilian in in every fight, I believe. Let me me confirm that a quick look over, but I think we've got at least one Brazilian in every fight. Every fight. Actually, it might just be one Brazilian. Don't even have any Brazil on Brazil violence. I like that, actually. I like that. I mean, the the home crowd is going to have someone to cheer for in every one of these. It means we could, if we were so inclined, cook up a big Brazilian parlay. Just put it out there. Just 13 fights. Imagine the the payout for that would be a monstrosity. 13 fights, quite a few underdogs. Quite a few could be. Maybe, maybe we have to do it. I don't know. We'll get into it, Connor, because it's exciting. We're like now we're back. You know, we're like we're back, back in the swing of things. We had a, a couple of couple of things there, just a little te- little teaser, but uh, took some more time off. I feel it now. We've got a good little stretch awaiting us to close out the year. Yeah, I mean, we got this two ninety five. We'll have a couple more fight nights. PFL World Championships. Don't forget. I mean, it's a Thanksgiving tradition at this point. Never forget. Uh, UFC Austin's going to be great. UFC 296. So yeah, we'll, we'll have a nice little stretch here to close out the year. But this week we are focused on UFC Sao Paulo. Uh, any, Before any, we focus on that, I, I got to ask you say, one question. Please. I got to ask you one question. Yes. How nervous were you Saturday? Because I know, I know yeah. you were a man with a big position. Yeah, big position. On, on Mr. Hundreds. Tyson Fury. Not a monster better. Uh, yeah, I had, I had several hundreds on uh, Mr. Tyson Fury. Had had that bet for for a long time. Uh, I wasn't that nervous just because I was cheering so hard for Francis. And I, I kind that. of begun to accept it from like round two. So it wasn't like it was like, it wasn't like it came out of nowhere and like Francis picked up the pace at the end and like closed the, the mm-hmm. gap. It was from the opening bell. I was like, oh man. Uh, this is uh, this is not what I expected it to look like. And then when he dropped him in round three, I was just like, 
mother, like I, I might be losing this money. There is a very real world where I'm losing this money. Um, so I kind of started to accept it. I also kind of started to be like, wow, can you imagine, can you actually imagine a world where Francis Ngannou gets his hand raised here? And that was a world where I was willing to live in. Um, so yeah, like I really wasn't that nervous. I'm not going to lie to you. I was with my girlfriend. She knew how much I had on it. She's much less invested in the fight game. She was much more nervous than me. She was like, when Tyson got his name announced, she was like, oh, thank God. Like, thank Split God. Decision? I was like, yeah, I was sweats. like, I took, I took a nice little breather and honestly said it on the MMA hour yesterday. I'll continue to say it now. Uh, I mean, just like a perfect outcome for me. Francis, I was about to say like, this. Francis shows like now. you have threaded the needle better. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was just threading the needle. Um, yeah, it was especially like I was obviously eyeing the live odds all throughout. And like in like round eight, Tyson was like minus 110. And I was just like, man. I took him minus 400. I was like, I got so much CLV. This is unbelievable. Could have just waited till round eight. Could have just waited till going into round 10. Say, got him at plus 10, money. Got him at plus money. There <laughs> was, was so much opportunity out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't fun. I'm probably not going to do that again for a while. Um, though I did, it, the lines aren't going to be available, unfortunately. That was like a that was a six unit bet. I was willing to put 10 units down on a three leg parlay. But the lines are not going to be available because it would be a, it would have been a prop parlay, mm-hmm. uh, and it would have been the main event this weekend, Jelton Derek Lewis, and then the co-main and the main event next week, uh, Tommy Aspinall versus Sergey Pavlovich and Alex Pereira versus Yuri wow, Prohaska. So you're feeling confident on some things, huh? All of them to not go to a decision. Oh, oh, well, I'm confident on those as well. Five so rounds. That's... If I could have parlayed all three up of them. You know, maybe take the under three and a half in the main event this weekend, under three and a half in the co-main next week, and then the fight doesn't go to a decision in the main event next week. I mean, I would have unloaded, unloaded the clip, but we're not going to get that. Unfortunately, prop markets much slower than the normal markets. Uh, so, yeah, any wagers for you? I know, obviously, you were supporting Big Frank, but uh, any wagers on the on the fight? No, I ended up not making a wagers. I'm really glad I didn't. Smart, I almost smart. on one of our shows... Uh, made a tattoo uh, bet with one Jose Youngs because uh, I was supporting Big Fran uh, and I was predicting Big Fran to to be victorious. And he was like, well, why don't you tattoo bet me? And I was like, that might be a bridge too far. Um, and then I would have been very upset with the yeah. decision yeah. if that's would have been the exact wrong way for me. In contrast, you threading the needle perfectly would have been tough. But let me tell you, when the knockdown came... It's about as excited as I've been all year long. Like that was just. There's been some great moments this year. Moment. There's been some absolutely incredible moments. I know one guy. I I, want, I believe it's Dan Stupp. He, he does work for the Action Network. You talk about threading mm-hmm. the needle. I think I saw him uh, take Tyson Fury to get knocked down, but win at mm-hmm. like plus seven hundred, plus six hundred. That's a beautiful bet right there. That's a beautiful bet right there. Yeah, that uh, I saw Dan post that. I'm not sure if that was his bet or someone on the Action Network who bet it, but shout out to whoever shout pulled. out to whoever pulled that's that a, one because that's a dart right there. I mean that that that's I, just reading the future. I also say like I am a little disappointed. I, I said behind the scenes last week after talking about it, I was just like, fight goes to a decision plus five hundred is not a bad shout. And of course, I never pulled the trigger. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't have been bad because I mean I. 
you know, I, I thought Francis was going to win, obviously. So I didn't think he's going to win on the cards, but I could see a that world chin where on it happened, and then we too. got it. That dude's always had a great one. It's amazing. All right, let's uh, let's move on to UFC Sao Paulo this week. We are heading back to Brazil. Maybe a little Brazilian steakhouse this weekend in, uh, in honor of it. But we start with the main event. Well, Fogo? Hey, ooh, shout out to Fogo, man. A little Fogo DC, but uh, we shall see if that is in the cards. Jailton Almeida taking on Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis stepping in for Curtis Blades on short notice. Heavyweight main event right now. Jailton Almeida is sitting as the minus 485 favorite. Derek Lewis coming back at plus 370. Love Derek Lewis. Gave us one of the best moments of the year. That flying knee back at UFC 291. But you also, buddy, you also. Yeah, but Jailton Almeida is my guy, man. He has been an absolute money train for me. I'm not sure if I've lost a bet on him yet. I have, I have. I took him round one against Shamil. Uh, but, I mean, you talk about parlay anchors. This this is, you know, we might as well call him Anchor Almeida because he will he will anchor just about any parlay you've got. He'll, he won't make you worry about it either. So it's always the tough choice, man. It's just like, I'm, I'm taking Almeida. I'll have Almeida in parlays. Let's be clear there. It's, do you take him in round one? Do you take him in round two? Do you take him by sub? Do you take him by KO? Like, you always got a lot of options. Something that I'm, I'm eyeing, and I'm curious as to what the price is going to be for a same-game parlay of Almeida and the under one and a half. Uh, so if you if you go round one, 14 of his 19 wins come in the first round. If you do the under one and a half, 18 of his 19 wins come under the one and a half. Derek Lewis, his last two losses come in round one, but a lot of those come in round two and three. But if you do his last six losses under one and a half, that's five of his last six. For some reason, with these heavyweight guys, I mean, that, that extra two and a half minutes matters. Um, I do think Jelton wins. We've seen the grappling deficiencies that Derek Lewis has. I know it's Derek Lewis just stand back up, but I mean, you can go to a fight just earlier this year against Sergey Spivak. I mean, the, the grappling deficiencies are are clear. Statistically, a 52% takedown defense. How many takedowns is Jailton Almeida going to need in this one? You know he's going to shoot. Um, so yeah, I, I think he gets it done. It's just how and when. I mean, I'm I'm sorry to be this guy, but I'm I'm gonna go against you here. Maybe not um, logically or reasonably or rationally, but Derek Lewis simply doesn't believe in jujitsu, and if he cannot believe in jujitsu, I can believe in him. He the man is just gonna stand back up. I think there are a couple of things going for him here. Uh, I am still just deeply unsure. I just don't know what to make of like half the heavyweights these days. Sergey Pavlovich just keeps running over people like prime Francis Ngannou. And I don't actually know if he's good at fighting or not. Every time he touches somebody, they just die. So he's obviously good at fighting, but like how good is he? No idea. Jelton Almeida, the same thing. He just, he just front kicks and then he shoots a double and he takes you down and, and the game is over. And we haven't seen any depth to him. We haven't seen him really even face any pushback. I just don't know what to make of that. And Derek Lewis, he is has the, the best jujitsu in the world by not believing in it. And I think, you know, you mentioned, yeah, earlier this year, absolutely the Spivak thing, it happened. Right. There's a, right. You can't can't discount that. I will say yeah, like I have just, a, just like nine months ago. 
I do have a broad question about the difference in who Sergei Spivak is versus Jailton Almeida physically. I mean, okay. Jailton Almeida looks amazing getting off the bus, but we all know that this dude is a light heavyweight who's just not cutting weight just to compete up here. Sergey Spivak, big dude. I think he can have more success thwarting the just stand-up game against Derek Lewis. I'm kind of interested to see. So, for me, I'm taking the shot. Uh, I mean, why would you ever bet Derek Lewis as an underdog in this spot? Uh, you can get an extra few points of value on the KO prop at plus 400. Uh, if he's going to win this fight, he's going to knock him out. Like, it's just going to be a classic Derek Lewis do you know swinging lunch boxes and stuff in one takedown or standing up and hitting the dude? So I'm, I'm, I'm honestly the, shocked that there's that much of a difference between the KO and, so and the I. regular. I was, I was genuinely surprised. Jelton Almeida at Bet Online right now minus four fifty. Jelton Almeida inside the distance minus five twenty five. That's just that's math right there. The the inside. So here, this was the thing that I thought was weird in this same line. Derek Lewis by KO plus four hundred straight up plus three fifty. Inside the distance plus three sixty. Gotta I get, worry about that sub. I gotta worry about that sub. Inside the distance, but you're giving me forty points as if Derek Lewis is about to submit Jelton Almeida. Just make it the same, my guys. So. No, but the the Jelton Almeida, he is minus four fifty on the money line. He is minus five twenty five inside the distance. How is that even possible? Just that. Why would you ever do that? You're losing uh, seventy five points, and he has to win inside the distance when you could just take the money line. I mean, we this needs to get adjusted. That does seem odd. No, yes, it's definitely what, what why, weird, why would you do that? Mistake that is. Well, 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 minus 450, yeah. money line, minus 525 inside the distance. It makes no hmm, sense. Bet online, dropping the ball there. Shout, Didn't out, catch to, that. shout out to bet online. Shout shout like, the thing is, online. like, it's like his, his submission number is just like, it's, it's like the Raul Rosas uh, last month. It's just like, you kind of got to zig one other zag. Mm-hmm. It's it's gonna be sweaty because like he like if he gets him down, he'll like probably get full mount and like you don't know if he's gonna get the you know rear naked choke or he's gonna try and pound him out. Like it's uh, it's tough. It's tough. I think this could be a good zag spot if you're if you're committed to Jailton Almeida, um, going for the KOTKO and the pound out finish. But for me, I'm I'm taking the shot plus four hundred. Derek Lewis. Let's keep this keep this train rolling for for the Black Beast. You know. That would be magical. If he comes I mean, out and just delivers a flying knee immediately again, no one shot. might no actually shot. be a terrific tactic against a man who is going yeah. to shoot a double leg immediately. And two, it would just be dope. Yeah, I mean, it would. of course it would be dope. But, I mean, the flying knee I don't see happening. But, I mean, yeah, he's obviously alive. He's alive for a knockout. He, 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 Derek Lewis is just... He's always live for a knockout. He's that's, always that's live for a knockout. Uh, so I'm going to look at the Almeida and the under one and a half uh, same game parlay. But like if they're if they're giving me like minus two hundred on that, I'm just not not taking it because the under one and a half is like minus three fifty, and his money line is minus four fifty or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, fight doesn't go to a decision. Minus three thousand. That's uh, might still be valuable. I, I, be- I believe in that. That bet. I think that is a winner. That just it bold just, claim. I don't see a world a where winner. this where this does uh, where this does go to a decision. Um, all right, so I'll be on Jailton. Definitely have him in parlay. Uh, we'll probably end up taking him round one, just you know, for a quick little fireworks Jailton does bet. Kind of like a kind of like a uh, uh, a nerfy. No run first inning. Like it's kind of just like a quick in out. Trying to figure out where you go with that. Nice. Um, you know, it's uh, it's a nice little fun bet. So yeah, you on the underdog in the Black Beast. I, I like it. Let's go to the co-main event. Curious your thoughts here. 
on the underdog. It is our man, Nicholas Dalby, taking on Gabriel Bonfim in a welterweight bout. And right now, I think Jailton's a big favorite. Bonfim, minus 625. Dalby coming back at plus 455. Uh, I mean... Have, has no one told them? Did Nicholas, the books not know? Nicholas Dalby, uh, yes, 22-4-1. and one. Uh, Throw that out the window because this fight is taking place in Sao Paulo, Brazil, where Nicholas Dalby, undefeated in Brazil, undefeated against Brazilians, undefeated against Brazilians while fighting in Brazil. Brazil. Last I checked, this one King of Brazil? Brazil. New King of Brazil? Gabriel Bonfim. Oh, he's Brazilian. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, Nicholas Dalby, he's, he's drawn to Englishmen in Dublin. He's lost to Americans in Sweden, uh, fought the good fight, but came out with an L against Germans, uh, in Poland. I mean, he, he's done it all, but what he hasn't done is lose to a Brazilian. Brazilian. The man is... He's, I mean, I know Pitbull, Mr. Worldwide, but I mean, Dolby, <laughs> Dolby's pretty Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. And, and he apparently hates Brazil because all he does is defeat its chosen people. The guy has had to have fought like in like a record number of countries, obviously a ton of fights in Denmark. He is a Danish fighter. Um, and just fought against a ton of different dition, um, nationalities too. She goes through his resume. Yeah. But then he's fought, Italians, he's, fought in, he's fought in England, he's fought in Brazil, he's fought in Ireland, Croatia, Germany, Sweden, England again, fought in Wales, uh, the the UAE, the US, uh, Brazil again, England again. I mean, the guy is it's quite a few countries, quite a few countries. Either way, yeah, I'm throwing a sprinkle on Dolby. I mean, I just have to do it. It's for the gimmick. Is he going to win? I don't know. Gabriel Bonfim pr- finishes pretty much everyone in the first round, and if not, He's probably going to finish in the second round, but uh, Nicholas Dalby. I can't, I can't knock you or argue with you. I wanted to have the the chutzpah to throw on this one, but wow. I and I wow. would have, I would have under all any, the talk we had. I would have under normal circumstances, Connor. There's wow. one big issue here, and I'm going to feel, I'm going to be filled with regret when this inevitably loses, but. You're doing it for the gimmick. I'm doing the other one for the gimmick because Bonfim brothers. There are two Bonfims. There are two Bonfims. There are two Bonfims fighting on this one card. The Bonfim brothers parlay. I mean, we've been here before. We've we've seen it happen before, and and it's it, it was a winner. It was a winner the last time we we ran the Bonfim Bros parlay, and I. Who am I to argue with a winner? Like I just, you got to keep running it back as long as it's going to pay you off. Dolby's also a winner. And this is a bit, you know, we've kind of like really dug dug our heels into. He's plus 450. I mean, what is the Bonfine Brothers parlay? Like minus 275? It's like minus 255. It's <laughs> it's not ideal, um, certainly. But uh, the other part of this is if I take Dolby, then I'm going to, and I don't have the two bond themes. I have like three bets on this card. So uh, I'm actually not going to lie. I'll just go ahead and break it. The, I am also, so like I technically am also on Gabriel bond theme in the uh, big Brazilian favorite parlay. Mm. That's a seven legger. Yeah. Well, Connor, can I throw this out? Because Please. the big Brazilian favorite parlay, while we were talking, I decided, you know what? Let's, let's do the Brazil parlay. Just all of them. 13 fights, 13 Brazilians. If you want to parlay all that up together, which I am probably going to do for the gimmick, I'm only going to be placing $1 on it, though, because 
plus 88,659. Wow. One buck going to get me a whole pile of cash if this one that this one snipes it. So it's quite I'm going to do it just to do it, but uh, say goodbye to that dollar probably. Yeah, that's quite a big if. I mean, all 13 of them pulling it off. A lot I of mean, underdogs. Was... A lot of underdogs. So here's the craziest thing. Like, if you get to the main card with it still alive, like, things would get real interesting. Yeah. Things I mean, get real interesting. If I get to the main card with it alive, I am going to be. I'm, if, if we get. My dream, Connor, is to have it have 12 legs up and we've cashed them all. And then we're getting to Jailton Almeida, Derek Lewis. And somehow I am now in a world where Jailton Almeida winning is terrific. And then Derek Lewis is going to win. And I'm going to be this. I'm going to have found a way to be sad with my brother. I mean, that's that's going to be a tough ticket, man. I mean, within the first six fights, half of them are like plus 150, plus. I mean, the ticket's plus... probably going to be dead the very first yeah. fight of the year. Yeah, very, very well might be. Yes, that could die from <laughs> so, fight one. So. Uh, all right. That was the co-main event. Let's, uh, you're going to be parlaying up on theme, completely deserting the Brazilian beast, Brazilian slayer, Nicholas Dalby, but whatever, you know, <laughs> streets won't Look, forget. I think Nicholas Dalby is going to, he's going to Francis Ngannou this. He, he probably should, maybe he should win. He's certainly going to, vastly overplay his odds, but Bonfim's just going to get the dub in the end. In all seriousness, I really, I'm throwing a quarter unit on this just for the bit. Uh, I do think he's going to play closer than minus 600. I, I fully agree with that. Like, I think those odds are long. This Gabriel is the better Bonfim, but uh, I mean, Dolby's like, just shoe leather tough. Yeah, but I, I, I went back and watched that Jesse Ronson fight. I could see this fight going the exact same way. Like mm-hmm. I know it got it overturned to a no contest, but like he did get finished in the first yeah. round. So like there is a world where that happens. Either way, quarter unit, I'll burn it in the name of the Brazilian slang. The Danishman, Nicholas Dalby. I'm gonna have to wear my uh Christian Eriksen Denmark jersey on Saturday just for the occasion. Let's keep it rolling. Featured bout. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school 
that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. The rematch everyone has been waiting on three years in the making. Rodrigo Nascimento taking on Dante May's heavyweight bout. Right now, Nascimento coming in, minus 192. Dante Mays, plus 160. Thank God. Thank, Thank God. God. Thank God. We're getting these backs. Yeah, I am, I am hyped, man. I am absolutely just buzzing over this one. Uh, not going to take a side. Been asking for it. Yeah, been, been asking, asking for, for it. it. Not going to take a side other than Nascimento and the big Brazilian favorite parlay. Um, but I am going to take this fight does not go to a decision this i i i am aware going into it this could be just a sloppy heavyweight bout that goes all 15 and i'm just kind of like god why did i do that but if we look at the statistics i mean nascimento 10 of 12 fights didn't go may's 11 of 16 you know that's 75 percent of their total career fights they're all so heavyweights that always has to come into play um we've also already seen this fight and it ended in the second round I'm getting fight doesn't go at minus 160. Like, just strictly by the numbers, I'm I'm gonna have to play that. I respect it. Uh, this is at least the first fight we're somewhat aligned on. In that, uh, I, I'm trying a new thing, Connor. I've decided um, the UFC is doing this thing where somehow they're just rebooking fights that have already happened that no one cares about. Um, like, you know, when they got the it, contract for this, were they not just like? Uh, well, deja vu. All right, I guess. What's, what's going on here? This is weird. Um, no controversy first time, right? Yeah, no, okay. Um, you know, we I I'm gonna learn a lesson because uh, a month ago, maybe a little longer ago, we got the other fight everyone was was claiming for Marina Rodriguez, Michelle Watterson Gomez yes. too. And I was like, I'm gonna zig this time. I'm gonna, or I'm gonna zag. You know, we all saw Marina Rodriguez beat her. Watterson Gomez, she's going to come out, she's going to wrestle her three rounds, she's going to do it. Uh, didn't go that way at all. Um, no, no, we just no, got a more close. definitive performance out of Marina Rodriguez. Sure did. And uh, I'm going to take a lesson from that. And I'm going to say, we watched these two dudes fight. Had a pretty clean outcome. I'm going to say that that same outcome is going to happen again. So I'm taking Nascimento by submission, plus 225. Nice. Think, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't fix it, dude. Don't fix it. I, I like it. I mean, yeah, I, we've seen the fight before, so uh, hopefully I know that this outcome can happen. I I know that it is live. Sub, yes, it, I think it's going to be very I've live. Seen it happen. I think it's going to be very live. I'm I'm <laughs> hoping that we that we get a double hitter in this case. I am cashing, and you are cashing uh, as well. Because if he gets the sub, then that means the fight didn't go to a decision. Um, I had something I was going to say, but. I don't have it anymore. So let's move on to the next fight. Kayo Baraljo taking on Abis Magomedov in a middleweight bout. Uh, and yeah. You got to explain something to me. Please. What What is going on in this fight? Uh, Mr. Comain himself is just in the, I, I don't even know what to call this, uh, a featured middleweight. It's not even the only featured middleweight main card fight. Mr. Comain himself taking on... Mr. Main Eventer. Mr. Main Event. And then they're just here, buried in the main card. Buried in the main card. And I also have to say, on top of that, 
we got Abus at like plus 110 to like plus 125 three months ago against Sean Strickland in a main event. And now, you know, buried on the main card, he's uh, plus 215 to Kyle Baraja. I mean, it's... Uh, the game it's moves so fast. The game moves fast, man. I'm like, damn. Like, is it worth the play against against Baralo? Is it worth going with the dog on Abus? Uh, yeah, I mean, this is. I think it's going to be a good fight. I think it's going to be a good fight. I don't know. I don't know how it can't be a good fight because I think Baralho is immensely talented, and Abus Magomedov is going to come in here and push a pace, whether you like it or not, because he's only got so long. I mean, we saw it in the Strickland fight. I mean, he gassed out. He's going to push a pace for. Seven minutes. Seven minutes. Seven minutes, and and that's why I am taking the fight does not go to a decision. Uh, kind of a tale of two fighters here. Baraljo, six of his last eight have gone to a decision. There's a world where he just like survives the barrage of Abyss and then dominates for the last half of the fight and gets a decision win. I, I understand that. There's a few of these bets that I'm going into this weekend. I actually don't... I've seen a few people being like, love Sao Paulo from a betting perspective. Don't... I don't love it. I feel like I'm kind of playing a minefield, you know, like there's a world where I'm where I'm losing. Yeah. But when it comes to the it fight itself, the way that Abus comes in, pushes pace, can finish, can be finished. I mean, 13 of his last 15 didn't even see a third round. Like he's almost always hitting the under two and a half. Uh, a lot of those he's hitting the under one and a half. Suspect cardio. And then on the flip side, Barala, I know he's I know he doesn't get a ton of finishes, but we've seen him on several occasions in the UFC. He has an ability to dominate fights and he does have a finishing capability and if avis is just completely gassed out i would not be surprised if baraljo can get the finish late so i think it could be magomedov early i think it could be baraljo late so fight doesn't go to a decision that's the play for me i like that and that's a it's a well reasoned i'm ultimately sticking away on this one don't blame you i kind of looked at uh Baralho inside the distance for a lot of the same things you're saying but his lack of finishes really does sort of concern me. Um, I don't even know really what to make of the the Avis Sean Strickland fight. It was so weird in the moment, and then how it played out, and then afterwards. Maybe Sean Strickland is way better than we think. Like, just too many question marks, and that's why. Like this fight sort of is indicative of. I don't love betting on this card. There are a lot of these fights have a lot of question, a lot of questions. I'm not really sure some of the spots. Uh, despite the fact that most of the fighters on it like are pretty well-known commodities. We've got a lot of footage out there to study. It's just one of those where either the odds aren't that appealing or like this one, I, I can't feel confident either side. So sticking away on this one. I like it. I like it. Let's keep it rolling on the main card. Rodolfo Vieira taking on Armin Petrosian. Right now you can get Petrosian minus 112. Vieira minus 108. Go ahead and grab your coin. Give it a flip. See where it lands. I mean, it's actually kind of similar to the last fight that we talked about. I think Vieira is is live as hell, especially in that first round and early on in the fight. But as it progresses, I feel like Petrosian is going to have the advantages, and uh, I feel like he'll be more live. I, I could see a finish here, uh, but ultimately, I, I am staying away from this one. This one, I just, I don't know. I mean, Vieira could just come in, take him down, choke him out, or Petrosian avoids that, survives, and either gets a finish or, or a close decision win. I, I just don't know what's going to happen. Respect it. Uh, I, like you, wasn't sure. So I threw it to the robots. It's your chat GPT better of the week. Connor Burks, 
on a bit of a bit of a cooler right now. Two in a row have missed for ChatGPT. Wow. So a lot of heat on the robot. A lot of heat on the robot. I mean, we're still twelve and seven uh, lifetime with it. Still, still right more far more often, but. This is a pivotal one. 12 and 8 versus 13 and 7 feels different. So a true coin flip, and I thought this was ideal. Here's what ChatGPT has to say. Uh, in the second round, uh, Petrosian show Actually, this might be the first round. I cut off the round part of this. I'm not sure. Petrosian showcases exceptional Muay Thai, lands powerful kicks and precise punches. But Vieira remains composed, weathers the storm, looks for an opening, manages to secure a clinch and ex execute a beautiful trip takedown, getting the fight to the ground. Once on the mat, Vieira swiftly transitions to dominant position, secures an arm triangle choke with his world-class BJJ skills on full display. Vieira tightens his grip, and Petrosian has no choice but to tap out, submitting in the first round. So, ChatGPT, bet of the week. Adolfo Vieira, the wow. multiple-time infinite number of world jiu-jitsu champion. He's going to put those yeah, skills on display. Just, that, would not that would just not shock me at all. I'd be like, yeah, sure. Of course yeah. he did. Either that's going to happen or he's going to gas himself out and lose a tepid point decision. But yeah. the robots have spoken. Chat GPT. We're getting back on track this week, Connor Burks. Let's go. Uh, let's keep it rolling. Last fight on the main card. Ishmael Bonfim, the other Bonfim brother. I, I think we know what you're going to do here. Taking on Vince from Hell Pie Shell, the aged veteran coming in at 40 years old. Is a big underdog, plus 390, Ishmael Bonfim, minus 520. Uh, we know you're doing it. I am also doing it. I'll be using Ishmael Bonfim as a parlay piece. Uh, Benoit Saint-Denis, I mean, I, I know he looked great, but, man, that, that loss is going to age well because Bonfim is an absolute – I mean, uh, Saint-Denis is an absolute beast. He is a uh, monster. I think Ishmael bounces back here. I think this is a good fight for him to bounce back. I mean, we haven't seen Pichel in a year and a half uh, where, I mean, Mark Mark Madsen had a decent amount of success against the dude at home. Bonfim coming off a loss. I feel like this is a big bounce back spot for him. Don't know if he finishes him. Pichel's tough. But, uh, yeah, I think he gets it done. I agree. I don't love the price, if I'm being honest. I think both Bonfim brothers are maybe a touch higher than I'm comfortable with. But a gimmick is a gimmick. The Bonfim brothers parlay hit. We're going to keep riding it as long as they're on a card together. I'll be betting them together. That's just the way this is going to go. One thing I will say, Bonfim, four losses by submission. Pichel, wins by submission, zero. So, uh, yeah, I mean, how could he lose then? He only loses Tuck, by submission. Can't and lose. doesn't win by win by submission. So can't I mean, it's just done. A, it's guarantee. a done deal. It's a gu guarantee. A guarantee. If I have ever seen one, uh, that was short. That was brief. That was the main card. Let's move on to the. I think the rest of these are going to be short and brief from my perspective as well. So sounds good to me. Uh, Elves Brenner versus Esteban Rebovich. Uh, Big Marcel tweeted that. This fight is in question. It was taken off the ESPN page. It was taken off UFC stats. It's still on UFC.com. Uh, so, yeah, just keep an eye on that bad boy. Uh, you know, nothing confirmed, of course. But right now, Els Brenner is the favorite, minus 155. Rebovich, plus 130. I mean, is this, is this just the, the, the dog fight of the day? I mean, these are just two dogs 
going at it. Neither dude ever been finished. We've seen them in wars. The comeback on Garam by Brenner. Unbelievable. Uh, I mean, it was absolutely unbelievable just a couple months ago. Killed my parlay. That was tight. Uh, and then obviously, uh, Tukugov also, he, he killed my parlay there eight months ago. So, uh, yeah, Elves Parlay Killer Brenner is his name. I will not be betting against him, uh, but with the fight in this weird questionable thing, and that could all just be rumors, uh, I'll just stay away for now. I think that's reasonable. Got a, a new, a first is about to happen, Connor Burks, yes. because I wanted to bet Esteban Ruvich. I was like, he's kind of my boy. I got a bit of a soft spot for him. Watched him fight way back. Um, just kind of took a liking to him. Els Brenner making a habit of kind of overcoming a lot of adversity. Uh, a habit a, of it. Not to be a favorite. I don't know how he's going to do when he's a big favorite coming into him. Not a big favorite, but you know a favorite. You, I mean, how do you get up at 4 a.m. in silk sheets? How do you get up as a as a favorite if you're Els Brenner? You tell me. You know, he, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he needs to be an underdog to have the success he's had. Wouldn't have had it. I was ready. Um, but I wasn't sure. I thought about it. I said, you know what? We should ask the eight ball. Let's ask the eight ball. Let's Great, go. wonderful magic eight ball. It's right here. You can see it, Connor. It's still still doing the thing. The eight ball, uh, by the way, the eight ball was on the one of the fights, whatever the fight was, the Lacerda fight that got canceled for the last event we covered. Shout out. Eight ball did not get a play there. But I was like, eight ball, should I bet on Esteban Rivovich as an underdog against, you know, the 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 underdog killer Els Brenner, and it said to me very doubtful, very doubtful. So Whoa. said I shouldn't do it. So what Don't we've do done, it. we haven't bet. Okay, and we're recording this for posterity. We're going to find out if Rebovich wins. Then the eight ball gave us some bad advice. But if Rebovich loses, then the eight ball knew what it was talking about. So we'll keep track of that moving forward as we accumulate yeah, so- more data on the eight ball's capabilities. It's almost like a, a pick rather than a bet there. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. I mean, yeah, you, you got to appreciate that from the eight ball. Shout out to the Magic Eight Ball. What'd you say the record was? Uh, the the record on the eight ball is one and a two right now, but All the right. one was a plus four fifty. Still, still plenty so, of room. So plus still money. Plenty of room to uh, bounce back from that. It's, it's early. Cool. Small sample size. Got to have a lot of data points. Uh, let's keep it rolling. Phantom weight bout. Daniel Marcos taking on Victor. Hugo, I mean, the records on this are insane. 15-0 for Daniel Marcos, 24-4 for Victor Hugo right now. Marcos, big-time favorite, minus 250. Hugo coming back at plus 205. Uh, Marcos doesn't get taken down and submitted. He's probably going to win the fight. I concur with this assessment. Am I crazy in saying that? No, I, I concur with this assessment of the fight. I mean, if you just look at it, just like the last wins for Hugo are knee bar, heel hook, leg injury. Uh, didn't watch that tape, but I wouldn't be surprised if he just ripped the dude's leg. Got another heel hook, an arm triangle choke. I mean, guy's got a plethora of submissions that he can go for. Um, I'm staying away from this one. win streak for the man. It's not doing too bad. <laughs> it's not bad. I, I think Hugo by sub is like a pretty big number. I'm not going to lie to you. It's come down hefty. Was open plus five hundred, now down to plus three twenty five. Plus five hundred wouldn't have been a bad show. It's come down a little bit. Yeah, come down quite a bit. I'm staying away. Any play for you on this one? Nope. Uh, exactly this. I mean, UFC debut looked pretty good on the contender series, obviously, but Daniel Marcos has been, I mean, undefeated and has been decently impressive. Um, no, nothing to sneeze at. Getting a win by hook or by crook over Davy Grant. So, just passing. 
passing. Let's keep it rolling. Welterweight bout. Renat Fakretanov taking on Elizy Zaleski Dos Santos. And right now, Renat, one of the bigger favorites on the car. Coming in minus 360. Dos Santos coming back at plus 285. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, this is probably Renat's toughest test. I mean, that, that feels easy going into the the away territory, taking on a, a seasoned vet uh, of the game, but I ain't going against him. That uh, that ain't happening. I saw someone say, they were like, this is his toughest test. He's never been more than like a plus 250 in the UFC. How's he past pl- minus three, or hasn't been worse than minus 250? How's he a minus 350? Because uh, he's looked like a minus 10,000 in all three of his fights. Hasn't lost a round yet. Had seven rounds. Three of those were 10-8s. And another one was a first-round finish over Kevin Lee. Is that uh, good? Yeah, and in his first two fights against Brian Battle and Andreas Michalidis, he racked up like 27 minutes of control time in 30 minutes. Like, he's relentless. He has insane top control. 22-2. and two. I know his comp before the UFC wasn't great, but like... It was awful. I ain't doubting the dude. I ain't out. Fought Eric Spicely before coming in the UFC. A couple of other, like not all of it's great. He's not an Eagle FC guy, is he? Uh, no, no, good. No, uh, he's having the Eagle UAE FC Warriors guy. I think I'm excited for the doc on whatever happened to Eagle FC. I bet well, on Eagle FC a few times. We'll uh, we'll get to work on that for you. Shout out, shout we'll, out. We'll, not not only did he fight Eric Spicely, he knocked Eric Spicely out in 55 seconds. in like seconds. a minute. Yeah, yeah, killed him. So yeah, I mean, I've 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 been sitting on it for about a week. I I took him straight up minus 250. Uh, probably should have just thrown Jelton in that bad boy too. But yeah, I'm just riding a single, heavy single. But I, I've bet on him a couple times before. Bet against them, not fun betting against them. Oh, no, terrible choice. Uh, yeah, I think guy's really good. Uh, I think he's one of the top 15 welterweights in the world. I think uh, EZD is a good fighter, good quality scrapper. Can can make hay, but. Nah, easy, easy money. Maybe not easy money, but this will be the toughest fight for him. But I think Renat's going to pass this pretty comfortably. Uh, I've got him in the other parlay I have, aside from the All Brazil parlay, which, of course, I will be taking for one single dollar to win 880 of them. Uh, but aside from that, I, I've got Fakardinov in a, in a parlay with one more thing yet to come. So Wow. Looking forward to this one. Let's keep it rolling. To oh, a light it's it's heavy. just chalky shit. I love it, it. Love chalk. Sign me the fuck up. Uh, light heavyweight bout. Vitor Petrino taking on the surging. The resurging. The resurgence of the surging. Modestus Bukowskis. He is now riding a four-fight win streak. Took out the ever-tough. Didn't see that coming. Took out the ever-tough Zach Palga last time out. But he is once again being doubted as an underdog against Big Vitor. Plus 180 for Modestus. Vitor minus 218. Um, yeah, I'm doubting Modestus. I took uh, took old Vitor minus 193. He's at home. think he's got the better cardio. think he's more active. think he's got more pass to victory. He can mix in the takedowns. Uh, Modestus has yet to land a takedown in the UFC. Um, I think there's just more avenues for him. I, I think there's a, a decent amount to like in this in this matchup. I think Vito Petrino is going to win. I think I didn't care enough to bet on this fight um, at minus 220. 
Shout out. I'm really trying to avoid betting on fighters who have less than 10 fights. That's, a smart, like that's, that's, that's the smartest decision you could ever make. I think and... I'm getting myself into trouble by betting on some of these guys. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah. he's going to win, but I'll just watch it. I don't need to have a bet down. That's a great move. That's a great move because I have another bet on a fighter with less than 10 fights Ooh, on this Got, very got a few options left still to come. So Let's keep it rolling. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Strawweight bout. Denise Gomes, my hero from earlier this year, got a knockout in 20 seconds as an absolutely massive underdog against Yasmin. Yara Wega, she's taking on Angela Hill. Pretty big step up in competition for her, but she is the favorite. Uh, Denise is a minus 125. Angela Hill coming back at plus 105. Your thoughts? So I briefly flirted with the idea of, of betting on Angela Hill as an underdog, and then I was like, I should not do that. Um I don't need to bet on Denise Gomes, by the way. Uh, you know, not in, in this in this scenario that I'm crafting. But Angela Hill, I mean, just getting old, fought a ton, a lot of mileage. Denise Gomes really young, um, has shown some flashes here. Don't need to do that. So instead, I looked at it and I was like, look, Denise Gomes young, shows some flashes, might win. But why don't we just take the over? The over two and a half uh, minus like three hundred for that. Look, uh, Angela Hill, like every other fight she has, is is goes the distance, and she has never, I repeat, never been finished with strikes. She's been submitted twice, but you know, you fight Mackenzie Dern, and Mackenzie Dern can't tap you out. I don't think Denise Gomes going to be the one to do it. So taking the over, that's the other leg of the par of the parlay with Fakhradinov comes out to minus one thirty five for those two legs together. She also ate some insane shots. In that Mackenzie Dern fight, yeah. she's she's tough as nails, she's insanely durable. Honestly, I really like watching the tape. I, I feel like that's Gomes' biggest advantage here is is just like that landing a massive power shot. But I, I don't know if she's going to be able to put Angela Hill out. I mean, if you look at the people that Angela Hill's been fighting, I mean, killers. Yeah, dude. I mean, she's this. This feels like a step back. Like I mean, she's got to win over Loopy for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. Like. Fought Amanda Lemos to a split decision. Uh, you know, been in there with Tisha, Tisha Torres, Emily Dakota, Fierna Genjiroba. You know, shout out to Ashley Yoder as well. I mean, you got to throw that one out there. Uh, I did. I took, a, I took a shot on Angela Hill as an oh, underdog. Oh, now I regret not yeah. having the balls. Nah, I, I just like, yeah, she's old, but like she just fights people ridiculously close. And you're talking in front of, this is Denise Gomes fanboy. I mean, when she knocked out, Yasmin, just a few short months ago, I absolutely lost it. I mean, it was it was one of the best bets I've ever cashed. Plus 350, disrespectful to my girl. Um, but yeah, I mean, now it kind of feels disrespectful in the way of uh, Angela Hill. I mean, we saw we saw Gomes just like 
straight up out grappled pillar to post Luma Lukunmi. I think Angela Hill's got got some avenues for success. Gomes get gets hit as well. Angela Hill far more experienced. This isn't a wildly massive confidence play. I will tell you that much. If Angela what, Hill, what'd you get her at? Plus one twenty eight. I think you can get like plus mm. one seventeen right now. So it hadn't moved that much. Hadn't moved that much. Yeah, mm, I, I wish I'd done it. We could have been howling, just wolf packing it up. Howling. Well, when when Angela Hill gets knocked out for the first time on Saturday over the two and a half, so late in the third round. I don't think you'll regret it. Uh, let's keep it rolling. Another straw weight bout. Montserrat Ruiz taking on Eduardo Mora. Big one here. This is the one. The one we all wanted. This That's what we've been saying. And the UFC delivered. The UFC always wins. You have to remember that. Eduardo Mora coming in. Minus 550. Montserrat Ruiz coming back at plus 410. Yeah, I think Mora's just going to crush her. Straight up. Six inches taller, six inches of reach, more dangerous fighter. Ruiz really just doesn't have much to offer. Been knocked out in her last two fights. Don't know how, like, UFC caliber she is. Seems like she only really has success with smaller straw weights. And yet, this fight is happening. I mean, you know, I guess you need setup fights. Mora's getting one. So, yeah, there's nothing to add to this. Like, this is the reason the odds here have Mora's minus 600 or whatever. She's just going to crush her. Yeah. Uh, I thought about playing Mora inside the distance. But, man. I don't like doing inside the distance at straw weight. That is just, it's, that feels dangerous. Uh, I'm just going to say it, not just straw weight, women's MMA period. I just mm. feel like I've, I've I've paid several times where it felt like, like I mean, just most recently, even at the highest level, Zhang, like that one inside <sighs> that the distance. That one was so, brutal for was you. Like, fuck, man. Can we get a finish here? But, uh, yeah, I just have her in a parlay. It's it's Jelton, Ishmael, and and uh, Edwarda. Uh, you know, just I mean, I didn't Chuck add, Yeah, didn't add Gabe because I thought we were gonna do the whole, uh, you know, Nicholas Dalby Brazilian killer thing. Moving on, uh, you know, we'll, we'll move on to the to the first fight of the evening, the last fight for us. The fight uh, that will ruin the Brazil parlay before it even gets off the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cao Fernandez de- debuting. That's going to start off the parlay, taking on, uh, I think, 12 fight UFCs, uh, 14 UFC fights uh, for the man, Mark D. Casey. Seven and seven in those. Uh, D. Casey right now the favorite. Minus 142, Fernandez coming back at plus 120. Um, I'm on Bone Crusher. Guys made me pay before that Michael Johnson fight. Was a sight to behold, especially with how sure he was that he won. But (laughs) I forgot that. I just remember that fight because I was on Johnson. But I forgot that he was like, I won. What are you talking about? Not just like one. Like as they were announcing it, they were like 30-27. And he's just like, yeah, let's go. I got another dub. And they're like, 3027, Michael Johnson. And he like was in disbelief despite the entire arena knowing that he lost the fight. <laughs> um, yeah, I think like use the wrestling, use the cardio, use the experience, use the competition edge. I know those are intangible things, but just get it done, Mark. It, I'll say this right now. Mark D. Casey loses this fight. I'm officially done with the case. 
Done. You're officially done. Done. Lose this one, I'm never betting Bone Crusher again. Ever. But I mean, you know, I just got back from England. Got to support my Englishman. Hey, I uh, I respect that. I I mean, I'll be pulling pulling for Fernandez just because you know yeah, yeah, Brazil yeah. parlay got to. Um, kid looks good getting off the bus. Say that about him. Looks real good getting off the bus. Um, you know, I've watched some LFA fights. He seems okay, but it's hard to judge too much on those LFA performances. So. Obviously, the biggest test of his career will in no way be surprising if Chikizi wrestles him, you know, kickboxes him some, mixes the martial arts, and comes away with actually a decision win instead of a delusional, I think I won this fight. We shall see. Um, you know, you got to be supporting Fernandez. He's the he's a man of Aldo, the Aldo lineage. I'm, um, I'm always supporting men of Aldo. That's your guy. Is this our shortest episode ever? I mean, uh, we've had a couple of the of the fight night cards recently have been on the breezier end. We're starting to really develop a rhythm for cruising through yeah, the undercard fights. Yeah, especially on like a card like this. I, I am looking forward to this card. I think there's a lot of really fun fights on it. Yeah. But just from a betting perspective, I'm not in love with it. It's just one of those cards where like, you know, going into it, I'm like, yeah, could be a good week. Could be, uh, you know, minus five and a half units. I mean, hope, hopefully not. You're you're getting so close to that threshold. Oh but. my god! I just need one winning week. Uh, my picks: Mark D. Casey money line, Angela Hill money line, Vitor Petrino money line, Renat Fakhradinov money line, Baralo Magomedov fight does not go to a decision. Nasimento, uh, May's fight does not go to a decision. Nicholas Dalby money line, small small sprinkle. Uh, and then I think I'm going to do like a Jailton Almeida round one, just because I got to support the kid. And then parlays: Eduardo Mora. Ishmael Bonfim, Jailton Almeida, heavy, and then a nice plus 564, big Brazilian favorite parlay, Eduardo Mora, Victor Petrino, Ishmael Bonfim, Caio Barajo, Rodrigo Nascimento, Gabe Bonfim, and Jailton Almeida. I'm keeping it real tidy this week. Derek Lewis by KO plus 400, Nascimento by sub plus 225, Adolfo Vieiro. Uh, I actually got him at plus money instead of the minus 110s odds that are out there. I got him at plus 105. Um, and then two par well, three parlays, the Bonfim brothers parlay, uh, Fakhar Dinov, uh, parlayed with Hill and Gomes over two and a half. And then the big Brazil parlay, 13 fights up plus 80,000 and some change. If we get there, if we there get there, is. this show is over. This show, yes. I'll be taking my $800 yes. and retiring. Uh, retiring with it. So settling it'll down be, in a nice cottage in the countryside go, and that'll uh, be it. That win would go a long way towards getting me back uh, from the Valentina Shevchenko unpleasantness at the start of the that'd, year. So that'd be tight. That'd Here's be tight. Yeah, I think I'm going to go full unit on the uh, Brazilian big favorite parlay just because I'm cool with being hurt. Cool with being hurt. <laughs> That's what a great way to end the show. Yeah, today. If I'm, I, uh, I'm cool with being hurt. Honestly, if I get That's to 100 a JLS story right there. That's the title yeah. of the JLS autobiography. Yeah. Cool with being hurt. That's, that's the name of the book. Uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah. If I get to 100 units, we might not be here next week. Just because, I mean, that's that's retirement type stuff. But uh, I just, I, I'll understand. I mean, this show will go on because I'll have to keep doing it. But if you want to retire, we'll. Uh, right, we have to keep doing it. We have to, you know, keep the sponsors going and yeah. the lights on in the building. It's gotta keep gotta keep paying those bills, man. Unless uh, I hit the the big Brazil parlay, then the bills are paid forever, so we're fine. Uh, all right, 
That's that. No bets barred. This edition, UFC Sao Paulo. You know, Is next week, next week, something card. coming up here, Connor. Something, something coming up. UFC two ninety five. The promotion comes to my city, MSG. I can, I can actually see MSG out my you're window. Not gonna go, are you? Right now, because you're gonna you're gonna be watching the partying, watch partying, doing the watch party. But I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, the, that's not the reason I'm not going. It's because the prices are astronomical. I believe um, that. And Did I want to go as a fan. Uh, you know, we, we could do media. We get you but in there as media. I just prefer to go as a party fan. at at the arena with with the steam Mister Mike Heck. That's now what we're I was up. Now we'd be cooking. Uh, but yeah, should be a good weekend. Absolutely jazzed. Going to be a great card. I mean, if you're not excited for the card, just go back and look at the co-main and main event. That's just why that's all you got to do. We don't even need to talk about anything else. Diego Lopez, you know, the streets will always be riding for Diego Lopez. Know that. Uh, like, actually, though, it is an absolute like, banger. It's like, that's like one of those fights where it's just like, not even worried about jinxing it because that one's going to be a banger. That one that's is a fight that's such a banger, banger. I may not even bet it just so I can fully enjoy the bangerness um, of it. I'm probably just going to take fight doesn't go to a decision or like an under or whatever because it's just going to be Bank City. Uh, Mackenzie Dern, does that interest you? Sure. Um, that would interest me, not with her opponent, but that's for next week. Connor, we get into that Mackenzie next Dern, week. A little tap of the Ricci, a little baby shark, if, if that's what you're all about. A, a little Loopy Godinez. Kind of uh, love Loopy getting after it. That's for next week, though. And we'll talk to you then, boys. NYC. New York, New York. Oh, I'm so excited. I need, Starts I need Yuri to do the thing. The it's going to be what's up. Let's go. You're for Yuri? I'm, I, I'm not sure where I am on a choice, but uh, at the beginning of every year, me and uh, Sheehan Alshadi do a uh, predictions contest to predict uh, three new champions yes. by the end of UFC champions by the end of the year. And Right now, the only way we don't go 0 for 6 is if Yuri wins, and then I will win because Yuri was my selection. So let's go. We need let's Yuri go. to do the damn thing. Uh, I think I'm cheering for Poetan. Love both guys. Love both guys. I think Poetan probably beats him. That's Co-main, my gut though. reaction before I've looked at you know done the breakdowns. But Komain, though, you know where I am bananas. as a Manchester man. You know where I my money will be in the Komain event. Of That's the what's evening. up. It's gonna be an absolute cracker. Uh, Next week, Tommy Espinosa. See you next week. Love y'all. Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. 
This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the US, so make sure you don't miss it.